Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone. Um, before I get to my guest, before I get to anything, <laughs> we got to touch on a few things Let first. Let me just tell <laughs> okay. you. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll introduce my guest first, and we'll go from there. This is my friend, Jessie. Um, she's one of my best friends in the whole entire universe. Um, we've been friends for almost 11 years. We'll get into our backstory how we became friends, where we are now, how our friendship has evolved over time. Um, we're really going to talk about uh, growth and change as people um, within like your inner circle and how we can help people do that. Um, she works in social media world, so we're going to touch on that as well. Um, and you'll probably hear some funny stories uh, about me in college uh, before I became Jackson Stone. Um, but before all that, uh, Jesse lives in... Oh, hi, Jesse. Hi. Wanna, hello. So say, say hello. Hello, everyone. Um, but Jesse lives in Scottsdale, really cool place. If you haven't ever visited, um, really cool, uh, like it's called old town. It's like their downtown. It's really sweet. A lot of stuff going on. So I've been here since Friday. Today's Sunday, April 12th. Um, when I got, when I landed, landed at around seven forty ish. Um, we got some breakfast at this really cool coffee place called Jojo's. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw the, like the coffee flight that I had, which was incredible. Um, and the initial plan was then to come here, uh, after that record an episode of this podcast, um, before I got, was either too drunk, too hungover, too tired throughout the weekend. Um, but I've been having issues with my phone. Uh, everyone knows, not everyone, people that know me know that I have an Android. Uh, and so I guess the storage was full on my Android and I tried deleting things and figured that I could get at least 30 minutes of content in. So I had Jesse start a timer. We would stop at 30 minutes, record another 30 minutes the next day and do the episode in two parts. We get about 35 minutes in, the timer goes off. Episode was great. We were flowing. It was ground great. We got some good, everything was perfect actually. It was a really, it was really good. Great content. Kind of organic episode. Mm -hmm. And then my phone totally fucked it. It recorded like two minute pieces here and like three minute pieces there. Um, <laughs> Very frustrating for both of yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> so we just we bailed on that and we went about the rest of our weekend. Now we're here Sunday night. I fly home tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Getting ready to shoot the pod. Phone's ready to go. I deleted a bunch of stuff. We got 65% storage, so we're good. We got some room. We got some space. We're vibing. We got some Bud Lights. We got a little Duncan. Um, speaking of Duncan, Jesse's dog is a bulldog named Duncan and he was, there's like an ottoman right here. Um, and he was on it. He was first sitting with us and then he moved here and then he like peeks his head up. Covering, like covering half of you. exactly of the camera. And then Jesse's like, he's probably going to vomit. I said this before we started filming. I was like, just drank a bunch of water. He has all of the issues that are possible. And I was like, yo, he'll probably throw up soon, but whatever he didn't so i'm like okay it's cool so we start filming <laughs> exactly start filming pops his little mushy face up and there it goes just a bunch of vomit all you see is his head go down and both of our reactions like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put i'm gonna clip that in right now so i'm gonna send that clip to ben who, who edits all these uh he's gonna edit clip it in right now so you can see our reaction and then we'll get to the the rest of the episode what's up and duncan's on his way out and we got dunk the bulldog follow him on instagram yep dunk the bulldog hunk anybody dunk the bulldog hunk 
He's made a few appearances in some Jackson Stone uh, reels yeah. this weekend. Yeah, we're yeah. rock and rolling there. Yeah. But uh, welcome to the show, Jay. <laughs> he's definitely... I don't know if he's in the shot. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um. Yeah. So for those that watch the show, everyone knows that my professional wrestling... Oh my god! Oh, dude, he's just vomiting everywhere. No, you're done. We have to we're keeping have to, this. No, we're not. We gotta we have keep to it. Stop. We have so, to stop. I can't look no, at that no, for yeah. the next. We gotta close it. Oh my god! Speaking of things that are funny for Ben. Okay, Ben. You're not. I mean, you're not gonna see ever see this, but because I'm gonna delete it. <laughs> you have to clip that part. And it has to be covered. He just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Did I not tell you he would? Poor donkey, man. Oh my god, we can't get this episode. So this is our third take of this show. Um, it's actually our fourth take. Now that I think about it, because. You guys have all seen episode one of Jackson Talks, everybody. It's with my best friends uh, in the whole world. Uh, all of us we met in college. Um, Jesse was actually there too, but I was so unprepared as a podcaster at that time. I didn't have any mics and I didn't have a stand for my camera. So Jesse, being the absolute fucking rock star that she is, held the camera with his most steadiest hands for an hour and 30 minutes to do this pod. While also containing some of her laughter and movement. Slight shaking. Slight shaking. With a chuckle, yeah. And I told her that we would do our episode next. That didn't happen because, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I was either too drunk, too hungover, too tired. Um, And so now, almost uh, two years later, we're here in her home, her condo, Scottsdale. Little vomit pre this. Uh, now we're fucking rocking and rolling, though, and this should be the greatest episode of all time. If this doesn't crush the ratings. Yeah. So. Man. Woo! Yeah. Okay. There we're it here. is. Um, You're up to speed. We got to talk about our sponsors, though. So. Jackson Talks, everybody, <laughs> is f- sponsored by Bud Light. Unofficially, officially, unofficially, officially, unofficially, officially, officially, unofficially. Definitely unofficially sponsored by Bud Light. God's water. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But really, um, Jesse's like actually sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, and she's going to give you a little backstory about it. And uh, then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this show. Go ahead, Jet. Yep. But wait, hold on. I got to hear oh, the yeah. sound. And a cheers. 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 Love you. So, oh. Okay. Um, big coffee fan, as is Jackson Stone. Aaron, as I like to call <laughs> you. <laughs> um, yeah, my name is Aaron, but my friends call me Jackson. Sometimes, some of My the, name is Jackson, but my friends call me Aaron. It goes either way. Maybe that was the first time I've ever called you Jackson Stone. I think it has. Okay. So, I'm a huge coffee fan. I uh, grew up, born and raised, and... In, Keep and went to school in South Dakota. There is no Dunkin' Donuts in uh, South Dakota. They don't exist really in the Midwest. So when I moved to Arizona f- four years ago, four plus years ago, 
There was one right up the street. Went to go get a donut, not coffee. Uh, decided to just grab a coffee. Immediately became like a four to seven days a week going to Dunkin' Donuts person. So that's where I'm at. Spent a lot of money there randomly about probably six-ish weeks ago. I get a package in the mail and it, from Dunkin' Donuts. Officially. The actual Dunkin' Donuts mm -hmm. sent a package to my house that I did not order. Um, open it up and it is it's an influencer pack. It really is. It is. It was. It was. It's an influencer it's packet. Some, it's just some swag, but I like to say uh, that I'm sponsored because someday I'm coming for Charlie's. Spot. We're going to be on that level. No, I'm not. She's, she's a, great. She's amazing. She's yeah. great. Um, she's really but great. I, would, I would love my dog whose name is if you're, Duncan. If you watch this episode, make sure you tag her 712 times so maybe she sees it. Yep. Sauces us a retweet because she's hella dumb. And if she wants to use Duncan my dog mm -hmm. in any of her content she is more than welcome he's, to do so um he's tiktok ready he was on tiktok my tiktok today yes he was but hers mine will not get 32 million views uh, we're hoping for seven you know maybe but probably not you're right so um <laughs> yeah so kind of ironically love coffee happened to stumble upon it here and it's also my dog's name not spelled the same so it just works out there so here go. we are with my with my Duncan cup right here, Duncan dog twice too. <clears throat> yeah. So you mentioned you're born and raised South Dakota. Yes. That's where we met. Yes. At the Harvard of the Midwest, South Dakota State University. Go Jacks. Go Jacks in Brookings, South Dakota. Um, but before we get there, before we get to that, uh -huh. that kind of good stuff. Of course, you've seen my episodes. Uh, you've watched a few, so you know generally how I start. Um, and I'm going to ask you this question. We kind of talk about this stuff all the time, like group chats, phone calls. Like we stay in pretty close contact, obviously. And we have a lot of deep, meaningful conversations. Um, and you know how kind of this important this question is. I think it's even more important in today's world because there's a lot of divide. There's a lot of different polarity. Um, and I think the more open and honest conversation we have, the more understanding we can, the more understanding we have, the more connection we feel, the more love we feel, and then the more empathy we have for other people's situations. Um, and so this question is used as a form nowadays to say hello, but I think we can expand on it. And so I'm asking you right now, Jesse, here at your home on a Sunday evening after a beautiful weekend, how are you doing for real, for real? For real, for real. Um, I'm doing fantastic mm. at the moment. Um, you know, obviously been a really tough uh 14, 15 months now mm -hmm. um, in the COVID world. A lot of uh, unfortunate things happening out there. But I myself feel very blessed um, and have found some positivity in that time frame as well. Um, but m I think most importantly, maybe most relevant is feeling very fulfilled after a being vaccinated mm -hmm. now yes. um kind of you know obviously feel feel relieved um so there's that and then just the weekend that we just had was so great saw so many great people mm -hmm. did a lot of fun things so awesome um and so being able to do that again and feel safe about it 
I think is is big. So that's that's where I'm at. Feeling pretty good about stuff. How how important do you think relationships and connections are to your life? And how have it how has that idea of those two things changed in the last fourteen months specifically? That's a good question. Um very, very, very important to me are the relationships, friendships, connections that I've made. Um, probably in the last 10 years, mostly. You keep saying 11, it's 10. It's going to be 10. 2011. Oh, yeah, because it's 2021. Yep. I also think today is April 11th. Is it April 11th? <laughs> I, think, I think so. Have I just been watching this whole episode? <laughs> I think so. I'm so sorry. I don't know. It's fine. Who cares? I got here April 9th. That's a Friday. So April 10th is Saturday. Yeah, today's April 11th. Yeah. Today's April 11th. So if you're halfway through this and realizing why it's <laughs> Jackson Stone keeps saying the wrong date, I was mistaken. We don't know. So um, we're here. Cheers. And so, Mazel tov. And so uh, they're, they're very important to me. The, the connections I made in the last specifically 10 years, um, you know, and we kind of got into this on our unrecorded episode a little bit <laughs> about, um, you know, kind of once you leave high school, once you leave your parents' house um, and you get out there in the world, whether it's college or, you know, a, a job or, or whatever path you take, you really find out who you are mm-hmm. or you're able to make it for yourself right? You're not, at least in my case and a lot of other cases that I know, you're just not the same human being. Um, After you spend some time away, get to know yourself, get to know the people you like, um, the things you like, you're able to kind of have those freedoms. Um, That's kind of where I started making my deepest connections. Yeah. Um, Many of which we, you have had episodes with Mm -hmm. um, the boys group. So, uh, yeah, and I think even more so, I mean, these uh, weekly, maybe bi-weekly Skype calls that we have with our group chat um, have become some of my favorite, you know, times of the week. Right. Uh, Because pre-COVID, we didn't do a lot of that. Right. We did not. We should have. Always should have. FaceTime, well, video called or whatever you want to call it, right? We're all in different parts of the country. Everywhere. And, um, I, I don't know. I think maybe just because everyone start it started to become so much more mainstream to do video chats and Zooms and homeworking and, and whatever. But right. um, so we started that and it's become, you know, one of my one of my favorite things, getting to see people and hear what they're up to on a much more regular basis. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I talk about this a lot, specifically not the idea of relationships or connection, but I feel like it's that's the most important thing. Um, but it's really about something gets taken away from you, and that's when we actually realize how important it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because the biggest uh, motivator for change is usually pain, right? In my case, that is 100% true. Um and so I tried to reinforce the idea of thinking about what's in your life at the moment that you truly do appreciate, not waiting for it to be gone for them to feel like, oh, I didn't value that as much as I should have. And we can't do that with everything, right? But we kept, definitely can do that with 
the people that we care about deeply. Um, and I think COVID showed us that a lot. And so my hopes is that we maintain that kind of uh, sense of urgency when it comes to maintaining and connecting with other people and other human beings. And that doesn't have to be these in-person conversations, right? We can maintain the video chats or the texting platforms or the group chats or whatever it is to to know that you that you have your people, right? Because a lot of people in this world feel very alone. And the only way to not feel alone is to know that there's people in this world who truly understand who you are. And you only need a small group, like, mm-hmm. right? You, the two to three people that know you really great is way better than being a room full of people that, like, sort of get you, right? Acquaintances. They're acquaintances. Um, and so, yeah, I think obviously you're right like you know but it's like it's like it's much deeper and and i feel like it has to be expressed a lot more because we have to maintain connection yep and i think this i mean we don't want to say obviously the the positive part of the pandemics it's not but i think something we found at least in our situation um I think our group became closer mm-hmm. because of it. Um, like I said, like checking in much more regularly than we would have before. Right. Um, and so I think that's had that's been a huge for me too, just being somewhere where, I mean, I have friends here, but um, through quarantine and stuff, didn't see a lot of them. Uh, and I don't, my, my immediate leaf, my immediate family is not out here. So, uh, kind of going through the pandemic by myself. I mean, I got a lot closer with you guys. I, you know, FaceTime with my sister and, and her, um, my nephew a lot more than I did before. Uh, so, so yeah, it's been, it's been really nice to keep building those connections. Yeah. You're, um, when I met you or have gotten to know you over the last 10 years, you're someone that I've, I've deeply kind of admired, your ability to do most of the shit you do on your own. We grew up very differently, different Dead. different family dynamics, mm-hmm. definitely different parts of the country. <laughs> um, but for you, like your transition for me, like you grew up in a very small town, 2,000 people, yep. three stoplights, went to a, a big university, 15,000 people, 12,000 people. For, yeah, for, yeah, for like, what I knew. It's a yeah. big university, it is. right? Division one sports, like a lot of athletes, you know, all that, whatever. And then from there, you move to a huge city. With a couple stops in between. A couple right? stops in between, but, but that's yeah. like the path, right? The trajectory. And yeah. you, you put yourself through school. No one helped you. You moved out here by yourself, bought your own place. So um, for one, that's awesome, right? I admire that deeply about you. Um, but two, do you think because you've had to do so much stuff on your own, um, and you just had to get after it and find a way to get it done no matter what, that it's put you in a difficult position to ask for help at times? Is that, has that ever, has that ever been an issue for you? I am independent, right? Like very independent. Mm -hmm. Um, as you mentioned, I think I have done a lot of those things on my own not because I didn't have the resources to be able to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It's a very clear distinction that if I, if I needed help, if, if I wanted help, I could get it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. However, yes, because I'm very 
independent and and driven and all these things. I'm also very stubborn about asking for help. Mm. And so I yeah, I do. I do think it's it's made it a little bit more difficult, I guess. Um not that I would have it any other way. I'm very proud of the things that I've been able to accomplish Aren't and you, yeah, you absolutely should um, be. get to in in life. Definitely not done. Um, but it's yeah, it's been it's been quite the the span. Yeah. From small town South Dakota. To where we were last night. <laughs> so and I bring up that point to, to kind of circle it back to relationships. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, independence you have of being able to just get shit done by yourself has hindered or hurt relationships. They can be romantic relationships or just, you know, like a plutonic relationship like ours. Have you thought about that ever? Um, I haven't. I'm crushing it with these questions you, right now. You're making it tough, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, a little bit, yes, because I'm not... A person that really depends on anyone for anything and so it has kind of like in a in a traditional maybe we'll say relationship we'll go with that example okay traditional whatever that word means traditional re- relationship yeah. sense um, bother me. i don't know if it's in it'd be super awkward wouldn't it <laughs> we're good <laughs> Who knows? Might so, have to start over for oh, a fifth time. Great. So, uh, in a in a traditional relationship, I think sometimes it's like, you know, if I would rather just go buy myself something if I want something yeah. instead of dropping the hints to someone that I want something, right. or you know, maybe expecting a get like that's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's made it hard for me to accept people's help sometimes yeah. or people's like gifts they genuinely or... want to give this to you because they care yeah 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 and so yeah i guess so i haven't really thought of that thanks for bringing it up <laughs> no problem that's what i'm here for <laughs> there you go hard-hitting questions yeah yeah i mean i'm no relationship expert as you know from my past romantic relationships um but I think like, you know, relationships really thrive when one, each person is independent, but they make each other better when they're together. Uh, I think what's also important in a relationship is having your individual pursuits that make you happy and purposeful, um, that you're kind of pushing each other towards and striving toward, but also there's things that you enjoy doing together, right? Because there, there, there can be two separate things, right? right? Yeah. Like it's okay if I want to go watch a baseball game and my girlfriend wants to not do that like i can still have that hobby Mm -hmm. and then but there's also got to be things that we always want to do together because that's special um and then we try and experience new things together like we're talking about because that that creates growth and change and uh that's kind of what you want i mean i'm again not an expert but from what i've read and understand specifically watching jay shetty's material um that's kind of what he talks about so yeah yeah I agree. Oh, is that Dunk? Might that is. I, he might be making a guest appearance. Breathing heavy after his vomit. If it's another 
Like, yeah, if we're going to have to outtake another vomit, we might just be... We might have to shut this episode down. <laughs> we might just wait might, another two years. Might be a quick 20-minute episode. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the real stuff here, the real good stuff. What everyone wants to know. How did Jesse and Aaron first meet? Take us back. Give us a little story. Give us some background. Give us a little history. Give okay. us kind of who the, the person I was then. Um, and then we'll kind of transition into into who I am now. All since. Right. Uh, I talk, yeah, go ahead and I'll, I'll kind right. of, I'll fill in if I had me to. So we will give you the Cliff Notes version because there's, there's, there's quite some, quite some history. Um, I'll be revealed in my tell-all book that yeah, comes out in 20, I'll probably write it. 2040. Though. I'll probably write it. My grammar is atrocious, so yeah, someone's <laughs> going to write it. It'll be, it'll be moderated or narrated by uh, Sam Pack, so keep a lookout. That's true. True. Okay, so way back. 2011. 2011. Let's so at the same time. <laughs> that was good. Um, so I was a freshman at SCSU. Aaron was a sophomore, obviously playing baseball there. Um, randomly, my roommate uh, got invited to a baseball party somehow. By Ty. Tyson Walker. Yeah. yeah there we go. Yeah. Um, so she got invited to this baseball party. She wanted to take me. I was not a partier, not a drinker, um, but looking to meet new friends also. So, yeah, I'll tag along. You know what? I'll be the DD. <laughs> Love it. That was a slippery slope, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so went to this party. I was not outgoing. I was not, not very outgoing, but anyway, not outgoing at all back then. Very yeah. shy. Just like everyone else at that kind of stage, you That's weren't true. sure about yourself, That's right? True. You're in a room full of people you don't know. Freshman, yeah. You know, you're like... First timer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a very weird and difficult situation to navigate. It is. So if um, any listeners were ever at a baseball party at South Dakota State, there was no missing him. <laughs> like, he, loud and proud yeah, over here. For sure. Which is, which is great. So I, I just saw him, didn't speak to him, didn't anything. Uh, but the next week, I saw that he was in my chemistry class. <laughs> also didn't speak to you then, but ran into a, our student union, which was a great, great spot. Yeah, shout out to Ruth. Yep, there we go. Um, and I said, hey... I think you're in my chemistry class. And he was like, eh, who are you? Like, basically. And long story short, um, we, oh, here he comes. That's not a freight train. That's the bulldog hunk right there. Um, long story short, Aaron was in chemistry, did not like chemistry. I also did not like chemistry, but was very, very serious about getting good grades. Mm -hmm. And... Um, what were you like with grades? Oh yeah, I'll give you a little little side story on my grades. Uh huh. So I only I knew that to play baseball I had to get a 3.0 GP or not a 3.0 GP. I had to get good enough grades to uh, just be able to play ball. And my mm -hmm. mom always said you have to get over a 3.0 GPA. And so I only did school in a way where I could just play baseball. Mm -hmm. So for me it was more of a memorization, get this done do we have to do so I can play baseball? It wasn't really until my junior, senior year of college 
that I actually started learning information because it was more applicable to my major and what I was interested in the body and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so school for me was just about getting it done enough that I could play ball. Getting through it. Um, yeah, I learn, I learn, read, study way more now uh, than I ever used to in school. But I think it's because the information now for me is like very important and I want to be... And what you're interested in. And it's interesting mm -hmm. and, and I want to be able to... And it resonates with me and I want to be able to uh, say it in a way where people can understand it and it resonates with them as well. Right. Um, but that was me as a student. Um, not sure why you gave me a second chance after our very awful encounter in the student union, but you did, uh, which led to a little, uh, which, a little collusion. Yeah. So, which ultimately led to Aaron was not into chemistry. I was not also, but I was really hardworking student. Mm -hmm. So I more or less took the class for Aaron because it was online. And I would do all of my work first, and then I would know the answers, <laughs> and then I would log in as you and do yours for you. So. Wow. We should have flipped that so you got a better grade than me, but. We should have. I was but first, apparently not smart enough to realize yeah. that, just smart enough to get you good grades. But that whole, I mean, semester, we basically just became friends. Right. Close so, friends, close homies. Yep. Um, I became the unofficial official dd of the baseball team because definitely of, uh, definitely official not unofficial that's true backstory about brookings no taxis no ubers two yeah. taxis maybe One. yeah i mean everywhere is pretty much walkable but when it gets like negative 40 degrees you're not trying to walk that was no exaggeration either negative 40 is a real and very often very thing. regular occurrence in the winter time yep. is a negative 40 yep um which blew my mind there my first year as a freshman but i stayed uh, got through it. So that was, yeah, that's how we became friends. And then we just kind of blossomed from there. Yep. Um, yeah. What else? What we else you did, got? So I'm trying to think. Schoolwork, obviously. Uh, a lot of dinners. A lot of dinners. That I cooked for you. Yeah. Um, wasn't a, wasn't really a cooker. <laughs> not, oh, have you told that story to your podcast? Mm. <laughs> Quick story. Anywho. Uh, to prove that you're not a cooker. To prove that I'm not a cooker. Freshman year, in the dorms, very small <laughs> dorm. All we have is a microwave. I never ate ramen growing up. So I just got a bag from the Walmart, because that's, I guess, what college students eat when they can't go to the student union. Was really not thinking about it. Also, didn't actually know what to do. <laughs> like So it's both combination. Bad combo. Just put the block of ramen, didn't crunch it up or do anything to it, in a, in just like a plastic bowl, and I just put it in the microwave, just figuring out, like not reading instructions, not knowing what to do, also just, yeah, boom. A minute later, my roommate's like, yo, what's burning? Uh, it's the ramen, obviously. The microwave no blew up, <laughs> the fire alarm went off, and we had to evacuate the entire dorm. Uh, it wasn't in the middle of the night. It was like 8 p.m. Luckily. So, mm -hmm. That was a tough freshman year. I ate a lot of bagels because I knew how to toast them <laughs> and put strawberry cream cheese on them. So I ate a lot of that and spent a lot of time in the student union um, because we had some meals with the baseball team, but not enough. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was, that was that. So I met Jessie and found out she was a great person, uh, also would like to cook. 
I was like, please help me eat food. And it became this thing, right? Because I I worked all through college mm-hmm. um, to make money to go to college, essentially. Yeah. Um, and Aaron was like, listen, if you cook the food for me, I will buy everything for the meals. All the meals. Let's go. All the meals. And so four or five times a week, I was at his house cooking yeah. for the both of us because that way I didn't have to go grocery shopping. It's great. It was <laughs> for a while. Worked out great. It was a great setup. Great I, setup. Yeah, I lived in my sophomore year. I lived in like this three bedroom, one bath apartment. I had two roommates to start with, mm-hmm. but then my roommate, who I lived with my freshman year, he uh, had a girlfriend who now he's married with. Uh, so that's amazing. So he's just basically started living with her, um, which she had like a way better spot than we did, which is cool. Um, and then my other roommate, I don't know, I think he like transferred school, so he just left. So basically I had this whole apartment to myself. Um, and I was in a dorm room by myself after my roommate transferred. And so we're both very much alone for a yeah. good portion of time unless I came over. Right. And then out. that's how you met your friend Kara now that you're so friends with. Yes. So Kara, um, who has filmed a... Yeah. An episode, right? Yeah, I love love Kara. She yep. she backstory on her. I met her at college. She played soccer at SDSU. Um, we briefly dated, not really super important now, but uh, she went through the exact same experience losing her brother to suicide um, that I did with my sister. And she was she was, um, she was someone that I I uh, relied on a lot for advice, feedback, like was what I'm feeling real. Is this okay? Is this normal? And she was someone that I just uh, great resource. You know, I trusted a lot, and we hadn't spoken a lot. You know, I reached out to her when her brother passed because I knew him. Um, he was a really, really good guy. Um, and then she reached out to me after hearing about my sister, and we've kind of just stayed in contact. And knowing also that she's still really good friends with Jay, um, and uh, yeah, and she did film a, a very nice video for You Are Love. So if you want to check out more of her story and exactly what it is. Jesse actually filmed that too. Um, that's her. And this is how we kind of all became friends and met it or whatever. Yeah. So uh, at that same apartment, um, I was over there. We were getting ready to cook dinner. And in walks this girl who I had never met. Um, and she comes in and she just starts talking to Aaron, telling a story about this guy named Gavin. And in in my head, I'm thinking the of twelve thousand students <laughs> in a university in the Midwest of all places. Right. Like, there's got to be a lot of Gavins. It has to. My first cousin, who I grew up with, very close with, um, his name is Gavin, and he went to SDSU yeah. with us. Um, and so I'm thinking like. This story is going on, and I'm not saying a word. She doesn't acknowledge that I'm in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just listening, taking it all in, and at the very end, I'm like, hey, what's Gavin's last name? And she says, Cordell, why? And I'm like, oh. That's my cousin. That's my first cousin, very close to them. And she's like, oh, who are you? And so I, I meet her, whatever, it's fine. We all get along great. 
Kara is now married to Gavin Cordell, so she <laughs> is related to me now. Amazing. And one of my dearest best friends of all time. Yeah. Um, right yes, they are expecting any day now. So good. Baby number two. Yeah. Um, when this episode comes out, she'll have had a healthy, happy, beautiful little baby. Yay. Yay. So exciting. Family's growing. Love That's it. That's awesome. So interesting how that all works out. Very small world. Wow. Super small. Gotta love, gotta love South Dakota State. Yeah, who we ironically ran into. There's so many jackrabbits <laughs> here in Scottsdale, dude. In a two mile radius. There's four guys that I played baseball with that live in this area. Mm-hmm. I only got to see two of them this weekend. Um, and then there was another guy that left or came, that played there the year after I left. So we met up with him. And then they know a bunch of other people that played like other sports there and also just like moved from South Dakota to here. I feel like we met 15 people who At least. were either from South Dakota or went to Jack or went to South Dakota State or played some sort of sport there. And it was like, they, and then we had some people flew in the same weekend that I flew in and I had no random. idea. And it was like so cool how some things just kind of line up in a really like perfect way. You know, and I, it's crazy too because I have probably run into these people out and about being right. in Scottsdale and never known. So it's very cool to see. Like, I mean, I was not—I obviously did not play baseball, but like, have the, <laughs> I might as well close have enough. been on the roster. You have my literally point. have my jersey in your closet. <laughs> I do. Still. I gave one to my mom and I gave one to you. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. Um. And so it was really cool to be like, you know, we all have something in common. It was very fun to have conversations about this bar in Brookings and this, you know, like your majors and sports and stuff. So that was very, very cool. Wow. Yeah. What a small world. Super cool. Actually, now that I think about it, they were filming this at the end of the weekend because I wouldn't be able to talk about that if we did that Friday. That is true. I just, I am, I'm so interested and intrigued on how the kind of the universe just like works itself out. You know, I, uh, I just, I believe in it so much and it always tends to kind of work itself out in a way that's like pretty good and pretty positive. If you are open to that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely how I got to Arizona too. Yeah. I came down for spring training one week, um, stay with some family, extended family. And by the end of the week, it was kind of like, you know, like, I think, I think I could see myself here, but again, I'm like from a really small town, never really done a big city thing. I lived with Kara, I guess, right outside Kansas city for a while. And that was my experience with the extent of my big city experience, which she lives nowhere near Kansas City, yeah. like the city. We're like out kind of like similar to my hometown, but um, I just packed all my bags and, and kind of headed down with no real plan. And things have worked out very, very well for me. Yeah. So. A wise man once said, you can't fly if you don't jump. Okay. I wasn't sure where that was going. Also, Wonder- Champions Adjust. Wondering if... <laughs> Champions Adjust. New, Wondering, po- yep. new podcast. Follow us at uh, Champs Adjust Pod. Twitter and Instagram, thanks. Can't Champions wait. Adjust. Baseball podcast. It's going to be fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Fire.
Um, Jesse, you got another story you want to tell? Um, you want to talk about, yeah, let's go there and then we'll kind of talk about maybe the person that I was then and, and how I've been able to transition to the person I am now. What you saw then in me that made you want to stay friends with me that maybe other people didn't see. Yep. Um, but yeah. What so do you got? What do you got for me? Through the first time we filmed this, all of the stories are kind of really about me drinking, which did not happen a lot. No. Back mm -mm. in the day. Mm -mm. I mean, it doesn't happen a lot now. That's true. You're not a big drinker. But even even more so back then. Um, like not even really in a social sense was I drinking often. Right. Back then. But uh, especially before I was twenty one. So my first drink was on my nineteenth birthday. Mm -hmm. I had I think two Mike's Hard Lemonades and maybe maybe three shots of the most disgusting UV cake vodka. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot, though, for your first time drinking. It is. But, like, now it's comical, right? Because that's not a, this is just not a lot of alcohol. Right, sure. Okay. So um, I was at a baseball party, of course, and had these drinks, and I was ill. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse was like her dog earlier, just vomiting. Just, yep. So there was a lot of that. Shout out to Kara. She took care of me a lot that night. What a beast. Um, and the baseball house, I'm sure it's been ref. I know it was referenced in the boys' episode. Yeah. Um, the baseball house was very small, common areas mm -hmm. um, where there would be 200 people. Yeah. Just getting after it. And it was like a nightclub scene. No lights on, maybe some strobe we had lights, some cool black lights, lights. Yeah. Um, and very, very loud music to where all of the cars on the streets' windows were, like, shaking. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so Aaron comes in to where I am with Kara's, um, I think, like, double fisting, like, patting my back and drinking. She was great. Was she? Oh, yeah. Perfect. So, um, <laughs> she, Aaron comes in and he says, Jesse, your sister is here to pick you up. You need to stand up and walk out of here on your own. Because if I have to carry you, if I have to help you get out, everyone's going to look at you. They're going to know that you can't party. <laughs> basically yeah like that's important jesus christ and they're gonna laugh at you and make fun of you and you're never gonna hear the end of it mm. and so i said okay i got this pulled myself together champions adjust which means i stood up basically i didn't pull anything else together at all and aaron's got me like this you know like has his arm around me kind of and 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 opens this door and we have to get through this sea of people who are people. absolutely raging. <laughs> yeah. We used to call them ragers. Like, yeah. throwing ragers at the baseball house. Anyway, we get three people deep into 200. And he screams at the top of his lungs. Everyone move! Just is sick! <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just like huh so all of the attention was on me mm -hmm. a lot of people brought it up after the fact so mm -hmm. there was no uh no secrecy getting out of the house thank you for that that's yeah that's my bad so like i said so this is the the human or what everyone knew of you basically yeah. back then yeah um 
And it sounds like I didn't know a good, like the good version of you or some of those maybe deeper traits of your personality back then, but I did, yeah. right? And I was one of the only ones who was able to kind of crack the shell and, and get to what was underneath, which is very similar to who you are today. Yeah. Or what you publicly are today. You've always been that person. I've always been that person. Yes. Yeah, to an extent. You big, know, I'd, big heart. Yeah, always. And care for people very much. Um, there's Dunk. Hey, Dunky. <laughs> and so it was just, um, you know, it was interesting because no one, a lot of people had a hard time understanding our friendship. Did Yeah, people always ask, questioned it, right? Like, why are you so close with him? Like, what do you? Yep. Yeah. Because they didn't know. And I was very soft-spoken, kind, do anything for anyone. And that's not what people knew of you. Yeah. But I knew that he would always do whatever he could for me. Like buying all of the groceries for all of, like self-serving to an extent, but very much helpful for me. And yeah. you knew that. Yeah. So things like that. I mean, you, we went out for my birthday dinner that you paid for every year that I was at school. Mm-hmm. The um, famous little, famous, this nice, nice little quaint <laughs> Italian restaurant. It's like famous in our lives. Because it was the only one. Because it was the only one. It was right <laughs> next to a Taco John's, which is a brutal, brutal place. I lo- okay, I love it. I mean, it, it's brutal in a sense like, it's like Taco Bell. Like, the food is not good until it hits the spot. Like, 2.30 right. yeah. in the morning, like, where are we going? Let's get some hash browns mm-hmm. at Taco John's. Um, potato lace. Potato lace, excuse yeah. me. Ex- literally the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Like, I... Uh, you know, I definitely felt like in school I had to put on this, like, uh, I'm a Division One athlete, kind of exterior sort of jock-type douche. Mm-hmm. Alpha. Alpha role. And yeah. I, I've always thought, like, highly of myself, but I think until recently it was very pretend confidence. Um, like, right. if I had the actual confidence in myself that I had when I was playing baseball, I probably would have played better because it was incredible. The things I was telling myself weren't credible, and the things I were doing – like on a an act like to show the world like wasn't mm-hmm. truly who I was I guess, but it, in sense it is like I I like to party I like to have a good time like I like to uh, do that stuff, um, but like you said people didn't know like a deeper version of me right and now I broadcast that out everywhere because I think it's important because mm-hmm. I want people to know what I think and how I feel and how I act and that I wasn't always this like person that you see today like I've made transitions just like anyone else makes transitions mm-hmm. you know I I spoke on my last episode how I feel bad about embarrassing people you know in front of groups of people like bullying people because I got bullied or making people feel small or like they don't matter like all the like I've done all of those things yeah. and so I never want people to feel like I'm telling them about things that I never did in a way that I, I'm like preaching to them you know yeah. And Donkey's right there, but he's yeah. feeling it. Um, um, and so it's nice to like to hear and see you yeah. and know that you know. I feel uh, like that is true. You've always had it in you to make an impact on people. First of all, it just was in a much different capacity back then. Yeah. Um, not everyone, in fact, very few people got the version of you that I was fortunate enough to get. Right. Um, our close friend group. Has Definitely. It? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, people 
everyone on campus knew who he was. That's cool. Yeah. But am I wrong? I mean, it. It's true. It's true. I mean, like, I don't. Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, but they didn't know. I think that's why people were so like confused about our friendship yeah. for so long. But. And people yeah. also have a weird dynamic with girls, guys, and girls just just being actual friends. Yep. Um, and that's what we are. That's what we've always been. Yep. I don't think anyone put anyone in a friend zone. I think it just naturally happened that we just had a friendship, and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why people are have a hard time with that. Yeah, like why yeah. can't we? Just even still now, right? Like yeah, know, definitely still yeah. happens now all the time. I mean, we got asked several times this weekend about it. I mean, just like. And you were looking fantastic last night when we went out. And I was like, yeah, she looks like a fucking babe. Why is that, a, why is, why is that an issue? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just, and I've, I've not really had a lot of, I mean, I've had a lot of friendships. I do still, obviously, have a lot of friendships. and But none have ever been, as far as guy, girl, yeah. this close. Right. Um, and so you and I have always known that it was platonic and... There was never anything to worry about. We didn't care, like, to didn't be clear. Did not care what other people thought, so whatever. Right. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of like a piece of our story that's very recurring. It is. <laughs> I think I'm really fortunate enough to have a group of friends that, I, that we do have mm-hmm. that has allowed for this change to kind of happen. And to still stay close. And to right? stay close with me and, like, support yeah. me through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been one of the most, like, things that I've treasured the most over the last few years. Um, and it's also cool visually to see that me talking about this stuff has, I think, helped our friend group open up and explore and change and grow and, and do these things. Um, and when we get together, it's, like, this different vibe. Like, I always feel so... Um, just I get like happy when I'm with like the right people. It's like I put it on my Instagram today. It's just literal medicine for the soul. Yep, fills your cup. You know, and it's like there's nothing else like it. Um, and it's it's really it's it's beautiful. You know, if baseball was taken away out of school and all I had was this group it still would be the most important four years that I've had in, in, a, in, a, in one place to cultivate this like lifelong deal. And now we're planning to go see our friend's baby. We're having planning bachelor parties and we're getting having engagements and people are buying homes and like planning their futures with their children. It's like, wow, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's really crazy. cool. It's yeah. really cool. The evolution of a human being is like, you know, cause I do think there is a stigma attached to growth. People are always like, because they get, they get, they feel uncomfortable by it because change and growth is uncomfortable. Um, but there's so much like fulfillment and purpose on the other side of that that we got to like lean into the uncomfortability of like kind of trying to discover who we are, getting to the edge of our capacity, like figuring out what we like, what we don't like, and, and allowing ourselves to change our mind and have opinions that are different than other people and all that stuff. Well, and I think too, just like people see, I don't want to refer to, like, who you were before, like, right? Not like that, but, like, the persona, the public persona that you had in school versus your public persona now, like, 
can make people uncomfortable because they see it as like, well, then who actually are you? Yeah, Which for sure. one are you? Right, I get that. Um, and and I know it's come up for you a lot, mm-hmm. but it's it's cool for me because I've always known that of you. Mm. Like I've always known this version of you had like one on one. Um, you just were like Mr. Entertainer publicly yeah. back then it's in probably, a different way, right? Like in a different entertainment. <laughs> yeah. It's probably why I hopped into wrestling. It's probably why I became Lights Camera Jackson, right? Yeah. It was still kind of pretending to be that thing. And then I had this one event in my life that made me rethink every single fucking decision, uh-huh. action, and thought that ever crossed my mind in my whole life. And yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's cool because... This is what's important. Yes. You know, like you've you've gotten your life's mission out of this change. Yeah, I feel just more empowered and purposeful than ever I've felt in my life. Yeah. And you've seen me the last few days. Like I wake up just ready to go. It's quite concerning. I just wake up and I'm ready to go. I got one hour of sleep or 17. I feel just as energized. My body might literally shut down on me. Cause <laughs> one I sh- of these days. But I, because recovery and sleep and eating well are just as important as anything else. But I have a wake up with such, uh, you know, vigor and vitality. Uh huh. That's not every day. Not every day is a great day. You guys know that. I talk about that a lot. We have good days. We have bad days. But the idea of like trying to get excited, being excited about just being alive, mm-hmm. is, you know, is a mindset switch that anyone can adopt. You know, especially if you're in your in your uh, in a dark spot. You know, you got to find those little nuggets of of things that could kind of pull us out of that. Um, Definitely. But, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wanted to push you down the stairs this morning when you were acting like that, when I was like, I drank a lot last night, a lot <laughs> less than you. Yeah, sure. But I'm feeling it this morning, and please stop singing along to things and being ready to do things and... Go walk my dog for me because I'm about to get sick. Tight, <laughs> tight behavior. I then, didn't though. No, champion, adjust. Liquid, I, liquid IV. There we go. Uh, a little. Uh, little Dunkin' Donuts. Little Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> we saw my grandma today. Which is wonderful. She's 89. Fucking just. Crushing great. It. Just moves around well. Uh-huh. Has full time care except on Sundays. <laughs> um, and she's just she made us a nice beautiful meal I saw my uncle saw my cousin saw my aunt it's really uh, it was a nice day it was a nice day yeah um, okay let's let's flip a little bit not too much kind of in the same vein of what we're talking sure. about of connection relationships change and growth all that good stuff that I talk about every single episode <laughs> but you work in the social media field I do and there's a lot of different opinions on social media. I come to you a lot um, with tweets, videos, things um, about grammar, about like, <laughs> my grammar's atrocious. Most often about grammar. <laughs> yeah, if this is the right thing to say, like what's your opinion on this? Uh, coming from someone like who, who does social media for a business, so you have like a business view on it. Let's mm-hmm. um, just very broad, right? Social media view, what's the take for you? Since you work in it, you're around it, you're a part of it, you have to use it. I am. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, wish it would go away altogether. 
There's my dog having more problems. Hey, bud. He's not throwing up, though. Just yeah. licking his paws. <laughs> Stop. Um, and so, you know, obviously, for me, it pays the bills. Yeah. I'm passionate about it. I uh, feel like I've, you know, picked it up in the... In, and through internships in college, did the same thing, you know, through a couple a couple of jobs, and now my full time thing and and freelance too. It has so many like so many corners, right? Uh-huh. Of of social media, so many ways to use it that are beneficial, so helpful in so many ways. Are you good? Yeah, can you scoot over a little bit. Okay. I'm trying to get my leg up here. <laughs> So I can turn and see you. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Um, so just a, it can be used for such good things. Mm-hmm. As with anything, there is a downside to it. Um, I think especially these last couple years, it's become quite polarizing. Mm-hmm. Depending on which corner you stumble into. Yeah. Um, I work really, really hard to curate my personal feeds Mm -hmm. to only see the positive Mm -hmm. um the positive sides of it unfortunately through like the business i can't do that so i do see a lot of it and it's it's a tough world to not be able to put down yeah um you know you do you've done like social media like i'm taking a break for some time right you've done that before um, never an ex- like too far extended. Okay. Never like a month or six months or. No, but like days. I've done where, like, if I go on a trip, uh, like when I go to the mountains or somewhere um, scenic. Yeah. Or uh, woody or remote. Yeah, I'm putting my phone away for three days. Right. Um, but I have a very good relationship with social media. Right. Um, and that's through lots of practice, you know. Um. Because it's not always like that. It's no. not always. And, and I get every, trapped in the in the wormhole just as sometimes, uh-huh. right? And I, I'm scrolling and I'm spiraling and I'm doom scrolling and I'm spiraling. Yep. Right? But that doesn't happen often enough for me to feel like it's negatively affecting my life. Right. And only the only reason I've been able to do any of these things, start a nonprofit, start a business, have a podcast, have anyone who listens to anything that I put out is because I post it on social media. That is right. And so... It's cool now that I can can, can transition. Um, just getting after it. That just I, his foot. That yeah. I can transition to like a Patreon. Yeah. Right, where we can kind of remove the toxicity of social media and still Definitely. build a community, but that costs money. And not everybody. And has I don't want I don't want to yeah. only put out content that people have to pay for because then I don't. I'm not actually caring about the value that the content brings. Right. Um. But you're saying, go ahead. Yeah, I just, I just, sometimes I want to take like a two week, like unplug. But you can't. And that's just not in the realm of possibilities right now, mm-hmm. which is fine. And I've put myself in this spot, sure. like by choice. Um, but I love it because it allows people and companies to do things like this, mm-hmm. right? That actually make an impact, a positive impact out there in the world. Um, and so I do think it's good. I think my advice would be to work very hard to only see the things that speak to you. So 
curate your feeds. Yeah. Unfollow the toxicity mm -hmm. um, if you're able. And yeah, take care of you. Yeah. You gotta, I mean, because that's it's it's a hard thing to get away from. Um, but I think when used for the right positive purposes, it's very beneficial. Yes. And we need stuff like that. Yeah. Do you have any uh, advice for a young person who may be seeking validation through likes, follow, subscribers? Um, and and what, what's, your, what's your take there or advice or something to just be careful of? Um, so, I mean, I feel like I, do, I have a kind of a unique perspective working in it right because yeah. all of the metrics that i track that's what's important yeah that's how i know that my content that i put out for a business is successful is getting views or yeah on a personal side of things if you look at my personal accounts they they're not good like they because i don't care about building my personal brand yeah on social media yeah right now um but I can see how it is a slippery slope. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and you kind of get trapped in that, like, I'm going to delete it if it doesn't perform well. I'm, you know, I'm not a good person. I'm not good looking. I'm not this, this, this. Because no one's validating that for me mm -hmm. by engaging with what I put out there. Yeah. I My advice would be to not look at it that way i, I mean, know yeah it's that, just I this is the right advice it is but you see like i think tiktok for example got very successful like so many of those and i'll say kids because i feel like i'm old but they're pretty i think they're all younger than you some of yeah. them maybe i don't know though a lot they seem like kids though yeah because they're crushing the app they are and in that sense like they were just doing something that they enjoyed and they that thought was, was fun, fun and got some laughs and got some likes and I I a hundred percent encourage that. Like be authentic to yourself is I guess where I'm going with this. That's is it. if it's if it's not actually who you are and not something that you would do off camera, mm -hmm. I wouldn't put it out there on social media. That's exactly it, right? If I'm putting out this tweet that inspired me and, mm -hmm. and touches my soul and I put it out for hopefully the the world to then see it the same way I see it, mm -hmm. and it looks like no one viewed it, no one liked it. You don't know who like who saw the tweet and didn't like it, right? You don't know what a person might have been seeing when they're scrolling through their feed. They're sitting in their bed, their room is dark, and that tweet touched their whole life. Yep. Right. I know that's so esoteric and very like kind of uni like spiritual university type thing, but it's fucking real and it's true. And I have to say that to myself a lot because it's not like my platform is seen by millions of people, but it's seen by people. And I know it helps because I've gotten messages and all these things. But I also have never gotten messages from some people who may look at every single one of my tweets or videos and it may inspire them. And that's what keeps me going. But also it's coming from my like deep down in my heart. Like when I was pretending to be Lights Camera Jackson, mm -hmm. right, and pretending to be a movie star, everything I put out was heavily curated. Right. And it was super taxing. I loved it because I was 
I thought it was fun. But it was based on a brand you had made for yourself. But it was based on a brand that I was trying to I was trying to make, right? Yep. And so now it's so much easier because I can be in my underwear with my hair going seven different directions and put out a video and not have a care in the world about it because I just wanted to say something in the moment. You can have Duncan's face, right? In my face, laughing pre-video and then put it out. Yeah. Because that's, that's just good a, stuff. That's just whatever. That's, real, that's me. Right? Just that's like authentic. being myself. Um, yeah. And so I still care about likes and views, right? Because I want more people to see it because I feel like the stuff I put out is, is quite good. Not to toot my own horn. But the more <laughs> people see it, right? The more people get positively infected by it in, in a way that they encourages them to change or grow or talk about their mental health or whatever the case may be is, right? But I know that the people who do support, follow, like, subscribe, whatever, those people are my people. And I fuck with them because they fuck with me. And that means the world to me. Um, and so if you're a new person starting on a social media journey, do that. Figure out who you are. And there's never going to be a perfect time to start. I started this podcast with no tripod and no microphone. And here we are. You know, I'm still using an Android, but yeah, I got mics. I was going to say. And I only got the cool mics because uh, close friends of mine sent them to me. Um, but it's cool to look back on where the podcast started and the video quality and all these other things. Now we have a custom intro. And like, so it's cool to see a transition. And Gary yeah. V talks about it all the time. I'm not super into his content, but some of the stuff he says is cool. Um, and so there's no perfect time to start. There's no perfect time to start anything. You just have to start. That's the perfect time right, right. now. Um, that's for anything. Whether you want to go on an exercise journey or you want to go on a rock climbing journey or you want to relocate, relocate, right? Or you want to try to find a new job or... You just got to get at, start getting after it. You got to put in the work. You know, you got to be about it. Um, yeah. But yeah. This this episode or this show is really about me going on tangents. I mean, I, I get that. And that's real him. Because <laughs> I, get, I get it off camera too. <laughs> Phone calls. Jesse hasn't said a word in 40 minutes. Are you still there? <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still listening. Heard every word. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, last minute, uh, thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, funny stories, nuggets, hmm. things you want to drop in for the people to, I do have still on my phone to this day, several voicemails left by you over the last 10 years. I'm a big voicemail guy. Huge. Like I get a text, Jesse, I'm going to call you. Don't answer because I want to leave you a voicemail. Yeah. I do that a lot to my friends, which is great. I, I mean, right. Because people are busy and you know that and yeah. you just have something to say that needs said uninterrupted yeah sometimes another tangent or i just like it's something like like really serious and uh -huh. if they're on the line i'm gonna cry too much and then i won't be able to get the words out uh-huh but then i end up doing the voicemail anyways and still crying in it <laughs> and then <laughs> yep but yeah yeah so uh two two voicemails i want to touch on okay, okay. The first one being from Brookings, South Dakota. Yeah. Back when uh, you were you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure. So late night, everyone had been out drinking. You guys were partied. I had driven everyone home from the bars, I think, and I was at home down the street. Like which, three houses down. Yep. Yeah. Um, and just going to I'm, my yeah, way. he likes to, to Thanks, buddy. lick legs. Shower later, but I'm good now, right? 
What's my guy? My dog full of issues. Poor the last guy. time I saw him, he was like five pounds. It's true. Now he's 35. Still right. smushy face. Though. Still a beautiful little smushy face. Um, and so, okay, <laughs> so I'm at home sleeping because it's like four in the morning. <laughs> and the next morning at like six or seven a.m., whatever, I'm getting ready to go to work and I realize I have a missed call and a voicemail from Aaron not that long after I had dropped him off at his house. <laughs> and I'm like, that's weird. Like, because back then you weren't a voicemail guy. Like, uh, in like a, like a sober setting. Right. Not like calling people and leaving them voicemails Right, right, right. So I'm like, that is really weird. Probably like pocket dial, something. And I listen to it and it says, Jesse, where are you? As if I was going to respond. <laughs> and you were like, I just fell down the stairs <laughs> and I'm bleeding from the ears. <laughs> and you're not here to do anything about it. I need your help and you're not here. You're not the person you were when I met you. Oh, You've no. changed. Oh, no. And so I'm like, oh, my God. You're bleeding from the ears. Like, there's some, like, serious trauma happening. But, like, also, why'd you call me instead of 911? <laughs> I was your 911 is the thing. But, like, I'm concerned. Um... And so I call him back, no answer. I'm like, he's likely at the hospital. They're like wrapping your head because you're bleeding from the ears or something. Yeah. I'm concerned. And that's like me to a T is like, I take zero to 100 worry. Yeah. Very quickly. Um, and I find out later, and I think this story actually made the boys' podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Refer to uh, episode one. Episode one. Best friends episode. Where he fell asleep at the top of the stairs, fell down them, and got a... Woke up at the bottom of the stairs. Woke up at the bottom with a small cut in one ear. And a big bruise on my back. Really big bruise on my back. But I'm not the person I was when you met (laughs) me. What's your insult? (laughs) And then 10 years later, you recently, a couple weeks ago... Um, sent me a text, hey, don't answer your phone, I gotta say some stuff on the voicemail, whatever. I'm like, all right. So then I get this voicemail, and it is the sweetest, most endearing voicemail of kind words that I won't repeat, so neither of us shed tears on the pod. Yeah. But, um... That's that is your evolution right there. Mm-hmm. Just that short uh, two it. voicemails, ten years apart. Wow! Maybe. What a fucking time. <laughs> I love that. I love that for me. I love that journey for, for us. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. It really is. It really is. That's a good way to end it. Yeah, we've had a great weekend. Um, Amazing. Trying weekend. to film this multiple times. Yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> um, but also for lots of other reasons. But this has been great. It's been great. Um, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna be on a reoccurring guest. Just yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jesse's gonna she's probably gonna be on the baseball pod too. Yeah, uh, she's a down uh, very knowledgeable baseball person. Yeah. 
uh, and also works for MLB currently uh, as a little side gig, a little side hustle. On the down low. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, amazing. Love this episode. I love you dearly. Um, thanks for everyone for watching. Please share this with a friend. Share this with a, a close friend. Like someone who's been through the shit with you. Like when you got punched in the face, when you fell down, when you got knocked down, who was there to pick you up and has been there throughout all of that. Share this episode with them and then send them a text to go along with it saying thank you. Or send them a voicemail saying thank you. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for showing up when I needed you the most. Um, because I promise you, you cannot tell the people in your life how much they mean to you enough because they will not be in your life forever. They will be taken away from you. Uh, and that's a sad reality of the situation, but it's also a beautiful part of the relationship because you know that the time you have together is precious, it's real, it's important, and you should value it. So share this with a friend, a loved one, a family member, whatever. That's all I have to say. Thank you for watching. Uh, take good care of yourselves. Bye. Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light, official sponsor. <laughs>